Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up? Nothing. Getting excited. I'm leaving. Oh, that's right. You're going. I'm going. Hey, when is that? Sunday. You're leaving Sunday? I leave Sunday. After church? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's how you do it. Yep. Go to first service, go home. Finish up a couple things, then... Uh, Where are you off to? Europe. Yep. Stuff going on. Work, business stuff. Yep. And then... Uh, and then something else. Yeah, 11-year anniversary. Yeah. So I'm going to go celebrate it um, in, to the one place Michelle never wanted to go to. Ireland? No, Paris. She doesn't go to Paris? I don't yeah, believe that. No, well, I think she's excited to go to Paris. I think she... She's not a big fan of... Parisians? Yeah. Yeah, well, who is? I know, which is funny to me because she's Canadian. And I think part of it is because oh, I bet. Yeah. Canadians have an issue with uh, with French Canadians. They mm-hmm. got a problem with the Quebec Quoi. And yeah. so they just don't. So it's like, that's like their racism. Yeah. Alongside but it's justifiable. Their, alongside their other racism. Okay. So they have multiple tiers, uh, would you say, of, of racism? Well, first there's the First Nations. So they yeah. don't like, well, I shouldn't say they don't like. They hate. No, that's they want to that's not it. That's not it. Exterminate. They have a checkered past, much like us with with African Americans. I would say it's a lot more than a checkered past. It's a, it, yeah, it's pretty messed up. Okay, it's pretty messed All up. All right, pretty messed up. The residential schools, especially in British Columbia, have uh, there's been a lot of yeah. The the church and and First Nations have uh, uh, don't really get along. Even the oh, the church and First Nations. Okay, well, that, because the church ran uh, these residential schools that would. Beat the savage out. Oh wow! Try to Christianize them. Ooh, so you're anyways, bringing me down, dude. I know. Well, and then there's the then there's you know then the, Quebec. Yeah, and that's okay to pick on them. So yeah, so we're gonna head there. Gonna enjoy some. When's your anniversary? Together. June third. All right. See, Our, I know. I ours, know ours. When is ours? Uh, actually, yours is May. Mm-hmm. Oh, when is it? You don't know. I hold on. You wait, wait. No, no if you look it up, yeah, I'm looking at my calendar. May twenty fourth. Yeah, right there. Twenty uh, fourth. Yeah, uh, you're wrong. No, I'm not. No, May twenty fourth. It's the twenty sixth. Nope, it's the. 24th. I'm looking at the shared calendar. You can have. look at the shared calendar all you want, but it's wrong. Uh, May twenty sixth. Nope, May twenty fourth. Actually, it's I had also... no idea. I thought I was called. No. I thought I was. Uh, I thought you were throwing me off. If nope. I would say yes, there it is. You'd be like, boom. No. That's wrong, Jim. I don't play like that. No, it's actually my daughter's birthday as well. So, on the 20, uh, 24th. 26th. 26th. Yeah, yeah. You know where we're going for our anniversary? Uh, Chick fil A. Uh, no, we're going to go. Uh, Did ar- you actually plan this? We're going to go around the. You're going, you're going to Paris. It's cute. We're going around the whole globe. That's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a spaceship. In a spaceship. Oh, yes. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I think it's cute. When you go 20 years, you got to go big. You yeah. got to go big 20 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So either that. So or, what are you? So what are you? Either that, do? or we'll, uh, we'll, we'll probably wait. Hold on. Wait, when is this episode? Okay, oh, you could tell. You could. You could mention it. Yeah. Uh, I say, I I've sure got some special say. things planned for her. You, you, but you could share it nah, now. Nah, nah. Yeah, I don't want to share with everybody. Why? Matter. You can share it now. Why not? All right. I don't want to brag about stuff like you do. You oh. Know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Chick Fil A, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, we. Uh, it's it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna do, but we can't do it on our anniversary. And I'd already planned everything for that day, and now she's telling me it needs to be Thursday or something. So I have to make some last minute changes. But you uh, didn't have anything planned. No, did I did. No, no. Yeah. You could tell the fofo. No, I would tell you. You could tell you know, the fofo. Do I lie to the fofo? No, no, I don't. No, he doesn't. How you feeling? Uh, I feel good. I feel good. <clears throat> feeling uh, got a lot of. 
a lot of work done today, so feeling like I got everything kind of in order for for my trip. Yeah. Cool. Try to make sure everything's, you know, taken care of. I don't wanna don't wanna throw everything on on the JoJo when I leave. Yeah, it's gonna happen anyways. You're not gonna get everything done. Uh it mm-hmm. actually depends on you getting something done. No, I get it all done. Actually, I was thinking about it. We'll talk after. No, no, for real. Because I was thinking of a way that you don't have to do. Nobody cares. I know. Nobody cares about this. Let's, let's talk about something else. Fine. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> now that you've ruined my, my night, I want to let What sad and pathetic topic are we going to speak on today? Well, we need to speak about joy Aww. because uh, I have been rather sad and pathetic in the last uh, week or so. You've been, been down. You've been down. I don't know about down. sad and pathetic. I I've been sad. For good reason. Ah. So, yeah, I've been, um, yeah, I've just, you know, dealing with um, sick people in the family and, uh, and then other stressors and things like that. And I felt myself getting pretty down and, uh, you know, stressed out on one level, but then just kind of down and sad as well. And uh, I found myself going to a few key passages of scripture and there I have been finding peace. I've been finding mm-hmm. joy. And uh, today's been a much easier day uh, experientially. But in those hard days is when I've really had to uh, lean in to the means of grace, lean in yeah. to uh, the promises in Scripture. And we planned on talking about this for a long time. And so we're finally getting to it. So I feel ready to talk about it, even if I don't necessarily uh, always experience it the way that I should. We're talking about joy, man. Talking about joy, and I think actually this is the time that's perfect for us to to talk about it, right? Like, um, it's it's often when things are a struggle, when things are down, when life is is difficult, mm-hmm. is when we need these kind of conversations on what does it mean to find true joy in the midst of everyday life. Right. It's it's easy to be uh, content in worldly things, which aren't bad. Uh, let's say that they're lawful or, or biblically permissible. Yeah. It's easy to be content in those things or to have a worldly kind of joy um, or, or happiness, which is great, which is fine. But when you are going through difficulty or loss, then you really get tested. Am I able to find real joy here? Absolutely. Yep. You know, it's like uh, in Romans twelve twelve, it says, "Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer." Mm. And so it's. It's rejoice in hope because hope, the hope of the gospel, the hope of God's promises working themselves out in your life and in the future, uh, your your joy can be steady if it isn't uh, grounded in your circumstances or grounded in uh, your experience. So that's been uh, you know, kind of leading me down the right path as I've gone through uh, you know just some some trying times with people that I care about who are hurting. So then let's let's kind of get into this and talk about how would you then define joy like. So let's define joy and let's talk about what it's not. And also, I think the difference between happiness and joy. Yeah. Well, some of it is, you know, we we have to define them carefully because um, happiness is a good word. It's not a bad word. No, it's not bad. Happiness is not even necessarily antithetical to the word joy. But the way that we commonly think about them and talk about them is, you know, joy is the deeper abiding uh, satisfaction or delight in uh in god and in things eternal whereas happiness is more uh, experientially or culturally conditioned you know it's a response to 
things that we receive in maybe in this life. And I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily the most biblical way to talk about happiness, um, but it certainly is one way. And really what, so what we really need to do is say that the biblical kind of joy that we are talking about is this deep-seated uh, satisfaction and yeah. delight in, in God and what he has given and in what he will give. One of my favorite treatments on joy is by William Plumer. It's in his book, Vital Godliness, a treatise on experimental and practical piety. Mm. And so I just want to read the, the opening paragraph to that because here's what he says. He says, joy is delight at something esteemed good in possession or in prospect. So it's either already obtained or it is hoped for, right? Uh, it is one of the most powerful affections of the mind and under the various names of satisfaction, cheerfulness, gladness, mirth, triumph, exultation, and rejoicing enters in varying degrees into the experience of mankind. Accordingly, accordingly, there are different words in the original scriptures, as in our English text, signifying the different degrees of joy. The scripture draws a wide distinction between lawful and unlawful joy. This should always be maintained. The hypocrite, no less than the true servant of God, the stony ground hearers, no less than those who received the word into good and honest hearts, had joy. This was very different in the two classes, but real in both. So there's unlawful joys, the way he's defined it. Um, these are things that are not okay with God and his word. They arise from false hope. Um, they prove us to be um, depraved. They stem from broken hearts and, and sinful feelings. But then there are those lawful joys, uh, which are common to all of us, where we receive them as good gifts from God in this life for the hope of what's to come. So then, I, like, how do you, as far as the distinction goes, like if you're in the midst of it, you know, especially as a believer, how do you how do you make that distinction between unlawful and lawful? Like, is it is it something that that points to your like your affection or or what is it you're seeking after or putting your trust in? Yeah, I mean, unlawful joys are I would say these are uh, sinful or they are uh, joys, uh, affections, or they are finding uh, our 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 satisfaction and our delight in things that are um, going to make us worse, take us down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. So when I'm thinking about all of this, like I'm thinking, okay, so I can't help my grandmother who came very close to death uh, yesterday. Um, I can't, um, you know, I, I can't really do much for my mother in certain, in some of her illnesses. I can help to make them comfortable or I can serve them. And then, you know, I look at other aspects of the family and what they're bearing and I, I can't do much to help them. And I, so where can I find hope? Like for me, when, when we're going through difficulties and, and affliction, um, you can try to find happiness and satisfaction and delight in worldly things. But to me, it seems to amount to a kind of distraction yeah. rather than finding satisfaction in something that transcends our circumstances. So for example, um, you know, if, I, if, if we're broken, if we're filled with sorrow, if, uh, if we're going through you know, uh, tribulation, um, we can sometimes try to find satisfaction or joy in worldly things, but disconnected from God. So like, well, I'm just going to watch a movie or I'm just going to enjoy this good thing that God gave me. And so I'll kind of escape 
there's no thankfulness. Mm-hmm. There's no sanctifying element because I'm not receiving this as a gift from God and I'm not using it to help me rely on God. Instead, I'm just using it as an end in itself so that I don't think about something bad. That's not particularly helpful. No, um, no. And then you can go even further and say, well, I'm going to use this good gift and I'm going to abuse this good gift, right? It could be so, alcohol yeah, or things like alcohol, whatever. tobacco, things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what we should be doing is saying, okay, um, how is it that we find the kind of hope that we read about in Scripture? Like we're commanded to rejoice in the Lord at all times. We're even called to count it all joy when we meet various trials. And I think that the the way or the guess the the doorway the access point into this kind of joy is faith which yeah. means that we have to go deep into the the truths of scripture and the promises in scripture uh because that is where god begins to interact with and uh our hearts it's where he begins to go to work that's the that's the instrument that he uses to yeah. change our minds so like in romans 15:13 it says may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing Mm. so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So he's the God of hope who wants us to abound in hope and we can be filled, right? So there's something that God does. He fills us with joy and peace in believing. It's like, there's that, it's not like, I think sometimes, I think you and I were talking about this yesterday, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes when we're hurting, I might be tempted to just pray, oh God, uh, take away this feeling you know, give me peace, give me peace, give me peace. And without actually going deeper to say, God, you are the God of peace and you've accomplished peace. You've made peace between us. You have made me more than a conqueror in this life, even if the world does slay me. Like we forget to to bring those truths down to mm-hmm. our hearts so that we are then being molded, right, in our hearts to a proper frame. And I think it's important, like you're talking about scripture, Right, like actually spending time in the Word. I mean, John fifteen eleven. These things I have spoken mm. to you that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Right, right. right? Like it, it's the 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 words of Christ, the gospel Himself. Like, like just being able to, uh, as we read and as we study, as we meditate, we trust and hope in the Lord who saves, forgives, and is right. present. Yeah, right. Like He is alive and and with us, and so. You know, we can't neglect that. Scripture needs to be a part of like what you're talking about and we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be a part of our everyday life as we wade through the circumstances that we're, we're in. Yeah, and I think that, you know, some people remember that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't worry. Yeah, that guy. He makes all the noises and everything. All right. Be happy. Uh, yeah, it's a cute little tune. It's kind of a dumb song. No, that's not it. No, no, that, that's that. That's not it. No, pretty, pretty sure that's way off. <laughs> this is why you sit in the back of the church. Oh wow! Uh, don't worry, be happy now. <laughs> I got. I, 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 you think you got it? I made you joyful. You, you, you think it, <laughs> joyful or joyful? I'm always joyful. joyful. You're joyful. Joyful means I'm frowning. Um, no, I, I think people people like kind of think about it like that's not okay. So I'm I'm scared. I'm worried. I'm depressed. So, but I'm called to rejoice. How do I yeah. just how do I just joy myself? How do I just in, enjoy things? How do I turn this um, frown upside down? Like it sounds so cheesy. It yeah, sounds yeah. so superficial. But think about it like this. 
Proverbs 17.22 says that a joyful heart is good medicine, Yeah. but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Now, everybody knows the second half of that, right? Crushed spirit dries up the bones. You have no energy. You feel like you're wasting away. Your soul feels brittle, yep. right? So you're a crushed spirit. You're downcast. You're melancholy. Now, the medicine that revives us is joy. Now, it's not just like, hey, stop being stupid and start being joyful. Yeah. It's like, okay, if the joyful heart is the good medicine, the question is how do I get the joyful heart? And that brings us back to what you're talking about. You've got to see joy as not just a command, right? It, it, that it's, rejoicing is a, is a command. We, we are to pursue the increase of godly affections, but there is a way to go about that. Ultimately, we see that it is God who fills us with joy. Yes. That this is a grace that that gives us satisfaction that the world cannot take away. So then how do we do it? And I think you're absolutely right. We have to mine it in Scripture, but we also need to be around people who themselves yep. are joyful. Yes. And these are not just people who are happy. Uh, and happy people can kind of annoy me sometimes. Um, sometimes? 99% of the time. 99.9% <laughs> .9 of the time. There's 0.1% of one person that doesn't annoy me when they're happy. Um, no, it, it's, it's like... Jen. Yeah, well, yeah she's, <laughs> she's pretty awesome. It's like, um, but you surround yourself with joyful yeah. people. People who have tasted that they know the Lord is good. Yes. So that even when life is bitter, they know the sweetness of the gospel. And that, that means that they're experientially acquainted with, with the faith. Like the faith, and they're yeah. experientially acquainted with our triune God. That the that the Scripture really is meat for them; it is milk for them. They they are nourished by it. And so, when we're crushed in spirit, a joyful heart is good medicine. I don't think it's just our joyful heart; it's other people's joyful hearts that are medicine to us. And I think there there needs to be an authenticity, and and it needs to be real. Because I've met those people that those act, fake fakers who fake it. That's it. Those are the people I'm talking about. It's like you could tell, like. It's like my kids love the Lego movie mm. and they sing that song. We're in the car and they want me to uh, play the song on the radio that everything is awesome song. And like you hear yeah. it, you listen to the song and it's, it's, it's pretty funny in the sense that uh, it's critiquing individuals that just kind of go with the flow mm. and kind of fake it till they make it. Like, oh. I'm so happy about this. Like, Oh, I stepped in mud. I got Brown shoes. Y'all like, yeah. it's just like, like, making things up as you go. And so, but I think it's, it's what I'm encouraged by is when there are other believers that are real and authentic and yet still joyful. Like I'm thinking of a people that, uh, that we know in, in our church that have gone through tough, yeah. tough times. Right. And they never, they never faked it. They didn't act like, man, I am so happy. I, you yeah. know, everything. they could mourn. They could mourn. They mourned. And yet they could still hope. And I think that's kind of where that kind of leading into that next thing as, as uh, Psalm thirty three twenty one says, for our heart is glad in him mm -hmm. because we trust in his holy name. Right. Right. So, so it's, it's in scripture, it's in community, but it's directed towards a hope that we have in our Lord. Yeah. So like Ecclesiastes says, there's a time to mourn yep. and there's a time to rejoice. Now we're called to rejoice always. And some people can interpret that wrongly to mean like always have a smile on your always face. Always have a smile. Which never I mean, share which means, what's going on. And, yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's not what it is. It means that, like you said, Jimmy, not only do we have hope, but we are the... John Newton has, has a way of talking about this where he would say, the Christian is the best candidate for joy. He has the best disposition for it. He, he says it like this. I am sure that the real Christian who has peace with God and in his own conscience, 
has both the best title to joy and the best disposition for it. So it's like we have been recreated in Christ Jesus, not just for good works, but for the good work that God does in us for these affections of both love, hope, and then joy. Because like, if we don't have it in this moment, we know that it is coming. If we will seek it, we will have it. We yeah. will find it. God right. will grant it to us because we know where to find it. Like if I, my circumstances can be bitter and we have to mourn that. We've had several people here who lose their children yeah. from, from, you know, uh, uh, miscarriages to stillbirth to, uh, you know, SIDS. We, we, we have had it all in our 10 years and these people mourn. And they deeply mourn, and their lives are forever changed. And those are scars that they bear. But these are not people who do not have hope and cannot find joy. They have to mourn, Mm -hmm. but after the mourning comes the real joy that only God can give. So, Joe, I think if someone, you know, um, now let's say they're, they're, they're hearing this, but they're still depressed. Mm. I mean, I think, I think, why don't we touch on something? Uh, and I know we, we didn't really plan this Joe, so I'm sorry for, for this part. Um, but you're hearing, like, I guess I was thinking, what if someone is just depressed Mm -hmm. and they're, they're chronically depressed or, or clinically, however you want to word that. And I guess I, I, if I was in that situation, I'd be hearing this podcast and be thinking, well, what is wrong with me? Why is it that I can't, I, I strive for, to be reading scripture. I strive to be in community. I strive to have my hope set upon the gospel. Right. And yet I still am struggling. Well, there's a lot of reasons that people might find themselves uh, truly and deeply depressed. Um, sometimes people are depressed because they are, um, well, they're, they're, they're indulging in sin and wickedness as Christians, and they are being afflicted in their conscience, and they refuse to do right, and so they are just downcast, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. Um, Then there are others who are going through real difficulties, but they are not seeking the Lord, and so they are not finding relief. But there are also other people whose um, thinkers aren't thinking right. Okay, yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. Their brains may not be producing the right levels of serotonin or whatever it is. There are people who are clinically depressed and may may need help. And so, I mean, what I would say is get good counsel. Talk to your pastors. Talk to a, a Christian or a biblical counselor. Um, see what's going on. Talk to people. Um, are there changes that you need to make in your life? Sins to repent of? Uh, do you need to get more sleep? And my wife just told me, like, listen, you've been getting very little sleep, and it's why you've been cranky. You've been cranky with the kids, you know. Mm. You've been, you've you've been difficult, you've and been so up, you've been staying up too late watching your shows and smoking cigars in your garage. All I know is I'm not getting enough sleep. That's really the main thing, <laughs> and uh, and so like, I'm going to sleep earlier now, and I'm already feeling better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like that. Sometimes you need to make these changes in your diet or your sleep habits or your you need recreation and rest, whatever it is. But sometimes you got to go to a doctor. We've talked about this. Yeah. And, and you may need to go on medication if your brain is not working properly. Um, I'm, I personally, I'm slow for that sort of a thing on my level. But a lot of you know uh, that I am on medication for anxiety. In fact, I've got a couple of people ask me recently, what medicine am I taking? So I'll go ahead and tell you guys. Skittles. 
Uh, but yeah, but the uh, what is it? The tropical flavors. The tropical flavor. Oh, yeah, I hate they're more Skittles. exotic. I've never liked Skittles. Oh, okay. I grew up on Starburst. Skittles were came later. Ah, oh, gotcha. Starburst. Gotcha. No, um, I'm on something called Citalopram. Uh, it's the lost. generic version of whatever is expensive. Xanax? I wouldn't know. I don't, I don't think it's that. I don't know. Because it's not. But anyways, so uh, that, that's what I'm on, guys. And so I think you do need to do that. But whatever you do, you can't do it in isolation. You're not going to get yeah. healthy. Just like you're not going to grow in the Christian life in isolation. You're not going to get healthy as a believer in isolation as well. So you need to have people that you can talk to, who can pray with you, can give you counsel, and can point you in the right direction, give you real help. Um, I would also tell people to check out David Murray's books. First of all, get his little tiny book called Christians Get Depressed Too. Pick that up. And then go ahead and pick up his book, The Happy Christian. That book is awesome. Yeah, It's filled with... Uh, cutting edge uh, science and stuff like that. It talks about how the brain works, but then of course he's going deep into theology and mining all of that. I mean, those are two books that are, that would be good for people that are struggling with this personally. Uh, William Bridge, an uplifting for the downcast. Oh, One of my favorite Puritan yes, paperbacks. That ever. is fantastic. Super encouraging for me. Other people's really, other people really like the Bruce Reed by Richard Sibbs, but I like I love that one. An uplifting for the downcast even more, but really, I mean, what we're saying here is that, um, faith, active faith, godliness, those things produce joy. Yeah. And, and the, the healthier your faith, the more robust your, your experiential theology, uh, the more fervent uh, your, your joy is going to be. But uh, there are things that can interfere with your pursuit of that. Um, and one of the things is if your brain isn't working right, you just you experientially things are somewhat disconnected, so um, I would say pursue the Lord, uh, use the means of grace, get good counsel, and uh, make sure that you're checking off all of the boxes that need to be checked regarding your overall psychosomatic health. Right, you are a person or you mm-hmm. are a soul with a body and a spirit. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on over to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can click on the Contact Us page, the Sign Up for our email list page, and you can also hit up our store, grab yourself some T-shirts, some hoodies, journals, uh, some books. we got books over there. Joe Thorne's new trilogy on the church is available. What? What? No, it's a good... Those three are good. People love those three. Okay. They're really good. Are they good? Yeah. All right. I mean, I saw like a two star, a three star. I mean, people are loving it over there on Amazon. I, I got, I got, I got a couple. Stars. If you add up the two stars and the three stars, it's five stars. Oh, congratulations, dude! There Great go. job. I got Great five. Job. You can head on over to iTunes, leave us an honest five star review. Sharing is caring. No, if you not. enjoy the podcast, no. share it with those around you. Don't bother. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Keep it on the down low. Later. Mm-hmm.